Look what I found when I'm going through old stuff. This is a t-shirt from way back in 1988-89 when I was working as an assistant instructor at the 2nd Infantry Division Scout Sniper School in Camp Casey, Korea. Sort of cool to find this old shirt. You know, I actually have two of them back there. You know, we wore them quite a bit, so I had several of them just because, you know, we have to change them and wash them and so forth. And I still have two left. And I don't think there's a lot of these shirts around anymore. I mean, there were a limited number of us that had them back then. And, you know, I found a couple. I'm a little bigger than I was back then. Not, you know, running and hiking up and down the mountains and young airborne sniper stud like I was. So it's a little tight now. But it's sort of pretty cool. I mean, the front, you can hardly read anymore. It's 2nd Infantry Division Scout Sniper School. Death from afar with the skulls. And, you know, and then the back, Scout Sniper. Kof Jager. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that. I mean, it's German. And I think Dave Doan was the one that put it on there and designed this shirt. He was the head instructor at the Sniper School before Greg Baker took over. But it means headhunter in German. And then, obviously, Scout Sniper School, Camp Casey, Korea. So just sort of cool old memories of getting this shirt and finding the shirt. And I'm actually drinking out of my DMZ cup, Korea. So everything's sort of Korea this morning. Got the DMZ cup, got the Camp Casey Sniper School shirt, and wanted to talk about why it's even important. And what do you keep something like that for? And so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about on Coffee with Alan. Good morning, John. Appreciate you being here and saying hello. So 1988 is when I went through sniper school. I graduated second in my class. Only one of three that graduated sniper out of six people graduated advanced marksman. Three graduated sniper out of a class that started with 13. And those 13 were whittled down from 36 on day one. So it was a tough school to get into. I said 36 of us competed, 13 of us made it in, and out of those 13, only three graduated sniper. Six graduated advanced marksmen, which meant they passed the shooting phase, but they didn't pass one of the other phases. And the others, they didn't graduate. They either failed the shooting or they dropped out and quit. And I'll talk more about what those phases are in sniper school, maybe in another episode. We'll really delve into that. It'd be fun to talk about that. But today I wanted to talk about, you know, the importance of, you know, keeping a shirt like this and the statement that I labeled this podcast, I am a sniper. Who cares, right? If you're not in the military, those skills aren't really applicable on the outside. But here is how that helped me. When I got out of the military, I spent a little bit of time because I got out you know, in August of 89 and didn't have time to get into school because I came back from Korea. So I worked at a sawmill for a while. I interviewed with the Los Angeles Police Department and then was talked out of it by a buddy of mine's father who was Los Angeles Fire Department. And he told me what it was going to be like and encouraged me to get college first. And then if I still wanted to become an LAPD officer, I, I could do it then. So that's when I changed and decided to go to school. So the summer of 90, I'm signing up for classes, working with an advocate that, you know, helps new students and such in the orientation. And I signed up for 23 credits for that quarter, including a couple honors courses, because I had talked with the dean of the honors program that became the honors college 
and I was accepted into that program. And so I had honors classes and 23 credits. And the advocate looked at me and said, are you sure you want to take that heavy of a class load? Especially you've been out of school for five years. And my answer to her was, I'm a sniper. I can do it. She didn't know what to take of that. I mean, obviously. But what was important is what it meant to me. I knew what I had done to become United States Army sniper. I knew what I had done there at Camp Casey. The 36 dwindled down to 13, and then only three of us graduating, and me graduating second in the class. And it was that confidence. It was that attitude of, I did that. I can do this. That is what was important about I'm a sniper. Not that I could crawl through the woods in a ghillie suit and not be detected. Not that I was shooting targets at 300, 400, 500, and 600 meters to pass the school, and then later at 1,000 meters and 800 meter targets just for practice. That wasn't important. It was the mindset, the attitude that I did that, I can do this. That is what is important. I'm going to take a break and say hello to a couple people. Dixon's here. Dixon says, no doubt those same genes helped Cosette get into Wharton. You know, I, I would like to think that because we are very alike in certain things and she was very driven. And obviously I'm very proud of her getting into Wharton, one of the best schools, business schools in the country, if not the world. So Stephen says, in my honest opinion, why important? Because we take what we learn and apply to everything in everyday life. That's exactly right, Stephen. And that's what I'm getting to. John says, very interesting. Would like to hear more about the class and the challenges you had to overcome. I will definitely do another podcast one of these days, not too distant future, about sniper school and about what it was like and what we did and the phases of the school and so forth. Stephen says, no doubt, and why you made it then. And that's exactly right. You guys hit it on the nail. It was the mindset that I brought to college, and I got straight A's with those 23 credits that first semester. And it was the sniper school determination, the sniper discipline, determination, not going to quit, going to accomplish the goals, going to do the mission. Same stuff applied to college got me through with high honors and honors college graduate and all that kind of good stuff. Same kind of stuff that my daughter has now, even though she's not in the military. And she's applying the same kind of things that I applied in the military and beyond. She's applying it to high school and now to college. She just skipped the military part because that wasn't for her. The key for all of us and everybody listening, everybody watching, what have you done that was difficult and that you were proud of accomplishing? Could have been in high school, could have been in college, could have been in your work, could have been in your personal life. But I know there's something that you have done in your past that was challenging, but you took the challenge and you succeeded. Use that for anything new that you set out to do. Look back at that as motivation and something that you accomplished, even through difficulties and apply that same determination, the same dedication, the same discipline to other things that are challenging in your life, and it will help you succeed. So yes, every once in a while, I look back at Camp, Camp, Camp Casey, and when I was a scout sniper, and when I was an assistant instructor at the school, 
And I say, I did that. I can do this. Find something that you have done that you can do the same. Use it as motivation, inspiration to help you achieve the challenging goals that you're setting for yourself today. Steven says, great question. One of the keys, never trade passion for glory. Exactly. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, John. Thank you, Dixon. All of you that joined this morning. Thank you for everybody that watches replays and shares and comments. Thank you to all of you listening on the podcast. Appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope all of you have signed up for the newsletter at enjoylifesafely.com. Send out good stuff in that as well. Want everybody to make it a fantastic Friday and we'll see you tomorrow.